Hello, and welcome to the podcast Quick Hits, a feature of an intelligent look at terrorism. I'm your host, Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. This is Quick Hits podcast number 10. I've elected to record this podcast on a rather urgent basis in light of events that are rapidly changing in Iran in the wake of rising tensions between the United States and Iran that started last Friday with the assassination of IRGC General Qasem Soleimani and the subsequent Iranian launching of ballistic missiles against Iraqi air bases, which house U.S. forces, but which did not result in any casualties amongst the Americans. Yesterday, we had reports of an Ukrainian, Ukrainian airliner that had left Tehran en route to Kiev and then subsequently to Toronto, which crashed within a few minutes of takeoff from Tehran International Airport. A lot of speculation at first whether or not this was tied to the conflict between the United States and Iran. A lot of people panicking that this was yet one more salvo in this increasing tension in the region. Talks of mechanical failure, talks of all kinds of possible nefarious action. Well, it turns out now, and I'm just getting this off the BBC, it turns out that the Americans, American intelligence, is claiming that Iran mistakenly shot down the Ukrainian airliner that crashed and resulted in the deaths of all 176 people on board. It looks like the Pentagon has some kind of intelligence, and I'm guessing it's imagery, I'll talk about that more in a second, that the Iranians mistakenly fired what are called TOR missiles against the aircraft, which brought it down immediately. Witness reports at the time indicated that the plane was engulfed in flames before it hit the ground, and that there was no indication that the pilots had actually contacted the air traffic control before, before the, train, the plane crashed. If this is true, and it remains to be seen, this is breaking news as of 1400 Eastern Standard Time on January the 9th, 2020, so this sort of story can change. I think it points to a very uh, unfortunate, tragic accident. My heart goes out to the families of the victims. But I also want to say that this points to a much greater probability and a much greater dangerous situation in that the tension between the United States and Iran has escalated to the point where we have a, a tragic event of this nature. I don't know what happened. I'm gonna to have to speculate here that Iran was on high alert after the ballistic missile attacks against the Iraqi air bases. And as a result, they were on a knife's edge, on a hair trigger with respect to their air defense system. And for some reason that I fail to understand, and we may never in fact get the, Iran the official Iranian story on this, they fired missiles against a civilian airliner that had just taken off from Tehran airport. So it wasn't coming towards the airport, it was going away from the airport, and yet somehow someone made the wrong decision and the aircraft was taken down. This actually reminds me of an incident that took place quite some time ago in 1988 during the Iran-Iraq War when a, the USS Vincennes, which was a, a, a ship in the Persian Gulf, American ship in the Persian Gulf, shot down an Iranian airliner that had just taken off for a flight and the Americans claimed that the aircraft was aimed at them, was on a, on a descending route when they, they, they shot it down, killing everyone on board. The fact that that was in fact false, it was simply a mistake by the Americans. I'm guessing that what the intelligence the Americans have on this is probably satellite imagery. Um, when I worked in intelligence, I was aware of satellite imagery that was collected. I'm going to speculate that the Americans have a lot of their satellites directed towards the Middle East and more importantly directed towards Iran and Iraq on a regular basis and that one of these routine satellite collection systems uh, captured this image, the image of two what they call two streaks going towards the aircraft and the subsequent um, crash of the aircraft. 
Actually, at least that's the best guess I can make. I don't have access to intelligence anymore. That's what I'm thinking happened. What I want to focus on now, though, is that why this event, in fact, took place. And I'm going to lay the blame at the feet of both Iran and the U.S. on this one. Even though it was Iran that allegedly mistakenly took down the airliner, I have no reason to believe that Iran did this deliberately. I don't understand why it would. I'm not that cynical to think that Iran would kill 176 innocent people to make its point. What I want to submit to you is that the reason why the Americans and the Iranians are both to blame here is because they're both responsible for the tension in the region. The Americans last Friday decided to kill the IRGC general based on, well, based on what? From what I'm gathering from open source, there was no clear and present danger. There was no immediacy of a terrorist attack against U.S. interests by the IRGC. And yet President Trump decided to take out the general and people around him. Again, was there any urgency? The IRGC has been around for a very, very long time. Soleimani has been around for a very long time. Why now? I don't know. It's a question you have to ask Mr. Trump as to why he made that decision. I would also submit to you that the assassination of Qasem Soleimani was part of the war on terrorism. The Americans do see Iran as a state sponsor of terrorism, and there's no doubt that Iran, as a state, does sponsor groups like Hezbollah in Lebanon and other groups in the Middle East that are listed terrorist ent uh, entities. In fact, in Canada, we, we list most of them as we do. We, we, we list the Codes Force, a sub-branch of the IRGC, as a terrorist entity. The Americans list the IRGC itself as a terrorist entity. My speculation, my assessment, is that the Americans took out the IRGC general because they viewed him as a major terrorist, and hence he was a legitimate target. Now, there's some questions about whether or not that's true, whether or not, again, there was an immediacy of a threat to the Americans. This debate's going back and forth, and we'll go, go back and forth for quite some time. Whether or not it was legal from an international legal perspective, I'll leave that to lawyers. I'm not an expert in that regard. But to me, this, this is quite different than the assassination of al-Baghdadi, the ISIS leader, last year. It's different than the assassination of Osama bin Laden, the al-Qaeda leader, back in 2011. And again, I would just put it out there that this unfortunate tendency we have to call this a war on terrorism, a war against the common noun, and I wrote an entire book on that in, 20, in 2017, uh, an end to the war on terrorism, explaining why I felt the term was ridiculous, it was inaccurate, it was unhelpful, I think the shootdown of the Ukrainian airliner is a direct result of the fact that we are seeing terrorism as a war. And we are seeing the instrument to use to fight terrorism primarily as a military one, instead of a security intelligence and law enforcement one where it should be. In other words, the military should not play the primary role in counterterrorism or anti-terrorism work. That's something they're not qualified for. And they, the military tends to be a very, very blunt instrument where in fact you want a, a precision instrument as I said, I have no problems with taking out, using special forces to take out al-Baghdadi or, or, or bin Laden. That's a great use of the military. Airstrikes are not, they fail with an amazing amount of, um, a large percentage of the attacks do not hit the people they're trying to do. They, they kill innocent civilians. The Pentagon's denials notwithstanding, the same with drone strikes. So we have this ramping up of tension in the region. We have this the Americans wanting to kill the Iranians because they see them as terrorists. We have the Iranians retaliating to save save national face, to save their pride. And now we have the death of, of 173 or so people on the Ukrainian airliner. This was an unnecessary act. It seems to have been a tragic mistake by the Iranians, but it was caused directly by the tension in the area. So what's my solution? Down the tension in the area. De-escalate. Climb down from your positions of bravado and saber-rattling. It's not getting us anywhere. 
And for God's sake, stop calling this the war on terrorism. It has led to a lot of bad decisions in the past 20 years or so. And this is one more bad decision that's led to the loss of tragic life. Again, my heart goes out to the victims. I don't know what else to say. This did need to happen. And I firmly lay the blame for this attack, this tragic accident, squarely at the feet of the Americans and the Iranians. They're both responsible for this as far as I'm concerned. Not sure if you agree with me. I'm not sure if you think I'm taking the wrong position here. I'd love to hear from you. You can uh, leave comments for me on, on my email account, borealisrisk at gmail.com. You can comment on the podcast itself, which is being posted on several platforms. Reach me on Twitter at Borealisaves, on Facebook or on LinkedIn. And I want to remind you, you can also subscribe to all the content on Borealis at www.borealisthreatenrisk.com. Go to the subscribe page, put in your email address, and you'll get all this content free of charge sent to your inbox. That's all the podcasts, all the blogs, all the perspectives, and all the media interviews that I've been doing. I have a sneaking suspicion I'll talk to you again very soon, perhaps on this issue or something else. But until then, stay safe.